Well, that was Turn, Turn, Turn by the Birds, uh, taking us back to the mid-1960s, so a rather catchy tune. And in that portion of that music video clip I showed to you, uh, contained among other words, were words that were taken verbatim from uh, the text that Jenny read just a few moments ago from the first eight verses of Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And as Solomon, the author of Ecclesiastes, states in our text today that, again, we just saw depicted in the video or read a few minutes ago, verse 1, he says, There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Uh, today we begin a new sermon series entitled Seasons, where we'll be looking at finding renewal and purpose in Jesus during the various days and seasons of our lives. And today we're going to be looking at new beginnings and change with an eye toward the start of something new. Now there are four keys, biblically, I'd like to look at today from our text from Ecclesiastes 3, that again, by way of introduction to our new series today, we'll sort of set the stage again as we look at new beginnings, again, with an eye and a heart toward the start of something new. And the first key I'd like to look at today from our text is that God appoints the various times and seasons of our life. Again, from our anchor verse for our message today, Ecclesiastes 3, 1. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens or under the sun, as some translations will say. Now Solomon goes on in our text to say in verses 2 and following, among other things, that there's seasons or there's times to dance, and there's time to mourn, there's a time to laugh, and there's a time to cry, and there's a time to live, and there's a time to die. And these words are true for each and every person here today and each and every person on the face of the earth as we work through and face the days and seasons of our life, these seasons that the Lord has appointed. Now, some of us will go through seasons and stretches of life where we'll experience great events and happenings of joy. Other seasons can bring us some real struggles, and some of us may be in seasons right now where we're finding disappointments. We may be in a season that we're finding things that are harder to comprehend, to process, and to understand at this stage of our life. So in other words, we go through seasons and days sometimes that are more challenging in our lives, and there's days where life seems to be a little more easy. And this fact alone, that there could be such variance in the days and seasons of our life, not always knowing that if we could know with certainty, if certain things will happen, knowing that an upcoming season may bring joy, it may bring some struggles, could cause us to be anxious. It could cause us to worry. And yet, I think what we need to remember here is that God has appointed the times and seasons of our life, and He is always in control. Our sovereign, awesome God reigns, regardless of the season of life that we are walking through. And this same awesome God has created each and every one of us with a purpose and unique in His image. Psalm 139 states, and it's a very timely psalm for today, it's a very timely psalm given the events of this past week in our country. David says, beginning at verse 13, for you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully, wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, and I know that full well. 
God has created us with a purpose. He has selected our day of birth. He has selected our day of conception. And not only has he selected our day of birth on the other end of life spectrum or continuum, he has picked the day that our life will end on this earth as well. To that end, Job 14, 5 states, Man's days are determined. You have decreed the number of his months and have set limits that he cannot exceed. And again, from Psalm 139, now picking up at verse 16, Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So no matter what season of life we are in, no matter what the day brings, God is in control. Even when we wonder in a particular season in life where he is, and we all go there sometimes, don't we? Maybe right now we're in a rocky patch in our marriage and we're just not sure our marriage is going to make it. Maybe we're dealing with a significant relationship issue with one of our children, our grandchildren, a boyfriend, a girlfriend. Maybe we're facing a really stark health concern or we're concerned about the health and welfare of those we love. Yes, there's issues that come up at school and at at church and life and work. There's demons we wrestle with in our individual lives. Sometimes we could be overwhelmed, can't we, with the events of the day. What's happening in society? What's happening in our nation and in our world? Sometimes, you know, we take a few minutes, five to ten minutes, and hey, let's watch the local or state or national news on our tablet or on TV. And we shut it off after a couple minutes and our heads are shaking and our hearts are reeling and breaking because of great concern for what's happening. We have angst for the future and our loved ones. I think it's so easy at times to live our lives and to live out our faith at times in such fear. But God has all things, all days, all times, all matters, all seasons under his sovereignty and in his control. And when we're going through one of those seasons or stretches where we wonder about that, where we struggle because we don't have the answers to all the whys and the hows and the what-ifs of what we're going through. Yes, we may not have the answers to those whys and those hows and those what-ifs, but we always, regardless of the season, we have the answer to the most important question, and that's the who, right? And that's Jesus. We know Jesus, and Jesus is there every single day, and we live under his sovereignty. We live under his grace, and we live under his control. From our gospel uh, reading for today from Luke chapter 3 at verse 21. We see Luke records when all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. There came an appointed time for our Lord and Savior to be baptized. Uh, verse 23 of Luke's gospel, chapter 3 states it occurred at age 30. It coincides with the start of his public ministry. And when Jesus was baptized, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And in his baptism, Jesus completely identifies with you and me and all people. He identifies with our brokenness and our sinfulness and our failures, even though he never sinned, even though he had no need to repent. For Jesus, his baptism was a beginning. It was the start of something new. It was the start of a wonderful three-year public ministry of teaching and preaching and healing that culminates in him going to the cross and the grave and beyond for you and for me and for all people. Now, speaking of baptism, uh, those of us that are, are baptized, um, for many of us, we may have been baptized as an infant. 
And if we happen to be baptized as an infant, that was one of our initial means of grace, coming into contact with the power of God's Word and the promise of God's Word, combined with that water to create sort of a spiritual adoption. I like to think of baptism as an initial faith stepping stone, one of many stepping stones or mile markers on a long walk with Jesus throughout our life, throughout the various seasons of life, always by the power of the Spirit, looking to find renewal and purpose in Him, whatever stage of life we're in. I know for me, my um, new beginning, my uh, spiritual adoption through baptism occurred on April the 1st, 1962, at Peace Lutheran Church in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yes, it was April 1st, April Fool's Day. Now, I asked mom some years later, and dad, um, why'd you pick April 1st for my baptism? And mom, you know, always had the answers. Oh, it worked out in the pastor's schedule, and it worked out in the worship format. There was no communion that Sunday, and it was the day all the aunts and uncles could come over to the house, and I'm sure that's all true. Now, some people might say that explains a little more about Pastor Tim, but we won't digress for that. But God does appoint the times and the seasons and the new beginnings of our lives as we walk with him. A second truth I'd like to look at today from Ecclesiastes 3, again, by way of introduction to our sermon series, is that we live in a world of change. Now, we know that experientially. There's ample evidence for that. If we could have the next slide, please. Um, seasons come and seasons go. Years come and years go. And uh, we're on number two. We live in a world of change. Uh, years come and years go. Now, with 2019, we have started a new year. Now, the new year for many of us brings such optimism, such hope, um, new beginnings as in various areas of our lives. And some of us may have closed out 2018 and started 2019 by making resolutions and promises, maybe to eat better. Uh, to exercise more, to be nicer to certain people, to uh, spend more time in God's Word, and those are all good things, new beginnings, new starts. But research would say about four weeks in to the new year, which is exactly where we're at, 90% of us who've made resolutions or promises have forgotten about them or broken them. Good intentions. But 2019 brings change, no doubt about it. You can look at it in a lot of ways. Politically, there's a new political party in charge of the House of Representatives in Washington, and that brings change and implications. I talk to the kids about phones. Phones come and phones go. It seems like just about every other month, a brand new version of one of the smartphones is being introduced. I remember my very first smartphone. It was like the iPhone 3E or G or something, and I just thought it couldn't get any better than that. It has something called apps. This is just great. But that quickly became out of date. And my phone before that, I thought, was the greatest thing that could possibly be. It was a flip phone. Now, now I hear this week, flip phones are coming back. But anyway, at the time, I thought flip phones were so cool. You could actually do something on there called texting, which I was very slow to get into, but I've made up for that and then some now. But, you know, you look at the phone, and you could flip it open like Batman or James Bond. Well, that's cool. You know, you could play with your phone. But phones come. <laughs> Sorry, Laura. <laughs> phones come and phones go. Our bodies age. Relationships come and relationships go. Jobs pass us by. Jobs are restructured. Jobs are eliminated. Our favorite stores and chains go out of business, right? We can't go to Blockbuster anymore and, and rent a, a DVD. Uh, we can't shop at Toys R Us, and perhaps Sears and Pennies aren't soon to follow, far, far behind to follow. We live in a world of change. 
And yes, change at times in various areas can bring uncertainty. It can cause anxiety. It can bring discomfort. There's a little bit of a fear of the unknown. But a change, of course, can be positive. It can be good. It can be reinvigorating. It can be just what we need, just the prescription from the Lord that He has for us. But there's no doubt that worry and concern go along with change. But God is a God of change. He is a God who's in control of all change. Now, change can, of course, stretch us, right? It can grow us. Even during the most challenging seasons of our lives, and we all have them, those seasons where we're wrestling with some of the most difficult health issues, grief and death and dying issues, relationship issues, uh, issues that are in the financial and job realm. And one of the greatest joys and privileges I have here at St. Michael is to work so closely with you in the area of pastoral care ministry and to walk with you during these different seasons as you see God present in the midst, in the mix, and the mess of what you're going through. And there's times that we all grow tired of the flame. I mean, Scripture talks about our faith will be refined by the fires and flames and trials of life. But, you know, we all at times can grow a little weary. But God is always there. He's there with us walking every step of the way through every season and offering renewal and purpose for us at all times. Spiritually speaking, overall, God desires us to keep changing. He wants to keep growing us, growing us in Him. He wants us to continue to be open to have Him transform our hearts, to work on our hearts to make them more like Him. You know, we naturally, as sinful human beings, default to being self-centered. I mean, we focus on our favorite people, me, myself, and I. But as the Lord works in us and as we grow in the Lord, and as we seek renewal and purpose in Him in the various seasons of life, He wants to grow us. He wants to move us along from self-centeredness to more a Christ-centered walk with Him. Never perfectly on the side of glory, but with more of a heart for Him and His work and for others. Through the good and through the bad, through the known and the unknown seasons, change happens. There's a season for everything. Our third biblical principle today from Ecclesiastes 3 is that, building on the second one, is that even though we live in a changing world, God does not change. Now imagine for a moment, now it can't happen, but just imagine for a moment if one day God changed on us, that all of a sudden God didn't love us unconditionally. In other words, there are things we could do that could cause God to stop loving us. Or there are things we could do, seven, eight, nine things, that if we did those, God won't forgive us. Or imagine if he all of a sudden started holding grudges, playing favorites, acting on selfish whims. Well, fortunately, that's not possible with our awesome, all-loving, powerful God. But every other relationship we have in this world is subject to change, but not God. Friends can fail us. Coworkers can turn on us. A spouse, a boyfriend, or a girlfriend can betray us. A brother and sister in Christ might maliciously gossip behind our backs about us. A boss can cheat or fail us, but God cannot fail us. He cannot change. He won't change. As I talked to the children a couple minutes ago, that verse I quoted to them was Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I truly thank God that He is unchangeable. Solomon writes in our text, everything else in this world is subject to change, and we know that, but we can count on God. God has never broken a promise. He's never told a half-truth. He's never reneged on a commitment. 
as we're dealing with changing circumstances in our lives, as we enter new seasons of our life, Jesus is our rock, a rock that we can climb on. He's our fortress. He wants to be a fortress in which we can find refuge, that we can find renewal and purpose and growth and comfort in Him. How do we find that renewal and purpose? Well, by the power of the Holy Spirit, it comes by, for example, taking time, personal devotional time that we carve out each day with God and His Word. It could happen by being in a small group study, a large group Bible study, or all the above. It could happen by what we're doing here today, gathering with one another as brothers and sisters in Christ and being fed in ways that only God will feed us through corporate worship and experiencing what He has in store for us each and every weekend. It can also take place through prayer, taking advantage of that opportunity, that access to talk to God, to listen to Him. Jesus is always there for us during each and every season and time of our lives. He's there to love us. He's there to forgive us. He's there to help us pick up the pieces when we're broken, when we have lost all hope. He's there to pick us up and encourage us and give us a new start. God is not fickle on us in the least. Now, relationships can be fickle. Now, I was thinking of this example of a fickle relationship from my past. I, I remember um, my sophomore year at Concordia University in Chicago. I was 19 that fall. I was working really hard on my studies. But I also was in love. I thought I was, decade before I met Laura. But it was a girl I was going out with, boyfriend, girlfriend kind of thing. And I liked her. She said, oh, I really like you. But once or twice a week, she would change her mind. She would say, I'm not sure I'm feeling it right now. I, you know, maybe I need some distance or space. Maybe we need to see some other people, you know. And I should have been smarter than I was. And my roommate said, Tim, you should be smart. You're smarter than you're acting. But anyway, I really like her. And he would say, I think I need to put above the dorm room when you come back from a date or seeing her in class a red light and a green light. If you guys are on, flip it to green, it's good. If you're red, I'll know how to deal with you, okay? Well, eventually I came to my senses. I got tired of playing the red light, green light game that the guys on the dorm floor were kidding me about. But you know what? God doesn't play red light, green light with us. He's not one day feeling it for us and really there for us, and another day maybe he's not so sure. He is always there for us. While life is uncertain, God is not. And finally, principle number four from Ecclesiastes 3. We've talked about how God has set everything for its time and season. So with that, let's enjoy life, let's trust in Him, let's seek His plan and live under His grace. Each day is a new gift from God. And one of the things I love working with a senior ministry here at our church is that I think with age comes a lot of perspective and wisdom. And I see and hear in so many and varied ways our seniors, they'll just say each day, just waking up each day is a gift from God. And I think we get an appreciation for that as we get older. To that end, Martin Luther said about our baptisms that we are to daily remember our baptism. What that says to me is that we should daily reflect on the fact that we are a redeemed, loved child of God. And every day of every season gives us the start to wake up in the morning, the start, the opportunity for something new when we walk with the Lord. Everything in life has a purpose. Even the winter weather. Didn't we have a mild winter up to about a week ago? You know, that has changed. It's only going to change more. Winter's my least favorite season. I know it's some of your favorite seasons. But that's okay. There's a time and a purpose for all the 
frozen precipitation, the snow and the ice that we may grow tired of shoveling and driving on and so forth. Because when that winter precipitation melts in the winter season, it starts to lay the groundwork for the blessing that's to come in the two seasons that we really look forward to in Michigan, spring and summer. It brings about a blessing that comes from the ground that needs to happen in the winter. There's a time and a season for everything. And God wants us to make the most of each and every day of our life. The gifts, the talents, the opportunities, our relationships, our time, our talent, our role in the church. He wants us to make the most of that. To not only take care of ourselves and others, which is good. Yes, enjoy life. But also have an eye and a heart toward him and others. With the help of God, let's make the most of each and every event and season and season and day of change in our lives. Knowing that there are some seasons, and some of us are going through it right now, where you need to wait with tremendous patience for the full revelation of God's full plan and providence to come to fruition. Again, we aren't always going to know all the details and the timing and the whys and the hows and the what-ifs on this side of glory. But when we're on the other side of glory, it won't matter. God has set our day of birth. He has set the day we will leave this earth. He's with us each and every day, each and every season. He has us right where he wants us right now. Job got it so well. Job 1.21, he says, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I'll depart. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. May the blessed name of the Lord be praised, regardless of the season we're in. God's grace, that undeserved love, is available to you and me every day, each and every day. The chance for something new. Jesus' baptism was the start of something new. And he faithfully and fully completed his divine mission and destiny. Again, of going to the cross and the grave and beyond for you and me. And he's got each and every day and each and every season covered for us until that time when he brings us home again. Each day, walking with Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit gives us the start of something new. Regardless of the season, or the circumstance, or the season of change that we're in. Let's seek the renewal and purpose that God has for us. For a time is this. Amen.